Hello and welcome again from Goose Town. Of course, I am your mayor, <laughs> PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. This silly goose over here oh is the one and only gosh. Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. I listened back to our show yesterday yeah. and my silly goose comment came across as extraordinarily corny, pretty much just as corny as the no. comment that you just no, made. No, that was good. So. No, that was solid. I believe in that. <laughs> I believe in that comment and I stand by it. And I welcome all of you guys in to another edition of PHNX D-backs right here on PHNX. Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And we are here to talk postseason baseball. More importantly, Jordan Alvarez is really just giving the Seattle Mariners fit. So much, so much so that their fans are already planning some sort of pathetic thank you parade uh, without even their team being out of the playoffs yet. It's it's kind of sad, but uh, we were a Mariner standing out. Now, of course, we're uh, all goose all the time. But uh, Jesse, what are your thoughts on the Astros going up two to enough, two to no oh on the Mariners? It really felt like they had a shot to to win that game. Talking about the Mariners, yeah. Uh, Luis, Luis Castillo is pitching really, really well as he has. I mean, I think Luis Castillo is. You feel about as as good about him going out there for you as you would any starting pitcher in the playoffs. But Jordan Alvarez, man, that guy is so freaking good. Um, and once again, he comes up with an enormous two-run home run uh, in this situation. It wasn't a walk-off home run like his like his first one in the series, but it wound up proving to be the difference in that game. And uh, the Mariners are in a rough spot, Derek. They're it's going to be spot. it's going to be rough for them. They're not in a good spot. And I have to ask: Are you jealous of seeing Houston's bullpen able to come in, work as a unit? For three and a third, not give up a run and only give up one hit. What is that like, Jesse? <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, every team in the playoffs sort of has a bullpen like that, right? Uh, At least it sort of feels that way. It feels that um, way. Except the Mariners. Except the Mariners, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Robbie Ray is, is their closer, apparently. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're playing at this point, if you're one of the last eight teams remaining, in the MLB postseason, you probably have a pretty darn good bullpen in the Houston Astros show that they absolutely have that. It's it's why they're where they're at. But offensively, you also see that they're a very tough team to stop. Right. Um, and now we have the Mariners on the ropes. We have a couple other games today, three games on deck for today. So I guess I have to ask which series at this point excites you the most. Taking a look at our postseason bracket and what mm. you know, what we still have left on on the table for today. Yankees right now are uh, are they tied with the Guardians? Tied two two with the Guardians yeah. as we speak. Uh, yeah, that's an exciting game. Bob Costas uh, referred to Shane Bieber as Justin Bieber a few minutes ago, um, but that was maybe not the most entertaining part of the game. It's been a pretty good baseball no, game. No, it was too, pretty entertaining. Was also, pretty his recovery was incredible. His recovery was was he incredible. Started naming Justin Bieber songs. He and did. Started making <laughs> all the references that he could to his own mistakes. So hats off to Bob Costas. To be honest. Uh, I, I might be showing my age here a little bit, but man, it's just it's good to hear him yeah. calling baseball games. It really yeah. is. I missed it. And it's uh, he's just a very entertaining, uh, warm voice, you know, when you're listening to baseball games. But yeah, uh, what what are okay. these series, though, interest you the most? I mean, I, for me, I think the most intriguing matchup still left is the Padres versus the Dodgers uh, with the Padres taking that one game in L.A. I have no idea where that series is going to go. And I feel like it really could go either way at this point. 
That's a, I have a really hard time answering this question, honestly. I'm, I'm pretty intrigued by all of these series. I think all of them have an opportunity to kind of go down to the wire. Uh, the Astros and the Mariners is the, you know, the one series at this point that's 2-0. We'll see what happens with the Yankees and the Guardians. Um, I think the Phillies and the Braves, game three is going to be really interesting in that series. We've got Spencer Strider going for Atlanta against Aaron Nola of the Phillies. Yeah, it's a heck of a pitching matchup. Yes. Um, and I think like we've talked about before, I, I do think the Braves lineup is maybe a little bit deeper than than the Phillies lineup. But we've seen Bryce Harper be sort of a monster in, in the postseason. And yeah. He has a chance to, to continue to do that. Um, another thing that stands out to me in, in these series, Derek, is just how many of these teams haven't been in the playoffs for a while mm-hmm. um, or at least haven't hosted a playoff game in a while. Uh, the San Diego Padres will have baseball at Petco Park for the first time in 2006, postseason baseball at Petco Park. Since for the 2006? First, since 2006. Wow. That's the last time the San Diego Padres have had a home game in front of their in front of their home fans. Of course, the Mariners haven't had a home game in the playoffs since 2001, the last time that they were in the postseason. Uh, we'll get that on Saturday. Uh, and then the Philadelphia Phillies is their first postseason appearance since 2011. Uh, so tonight, that game will be uh, the first time that Phillies fans have gotten to see postseason baseball up close and personal for quite a while. So uh, it's just fun, you know, seeing seeing teams... Uh, seeing teams have this this opportunity to play important games in front of their home fans and something that those fan bases have been deprived of for kind of a long time. Unless you're a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. Yeah, then then, then you know, postseason baseball just is spoiled. just like you're just, just spoiled. Just another day. Right. So much so that obviously it carries over to other fandoms. Uh, last night at an L.A. Kings game. I feel like the Dodgers or L.A. Kings, more importantly, not the Dodgers, might have been putting the cart before the horse a bit uh, (laughs) because they're already looking ahead to battling their old nemesis, the Houston Astros. Uh, There was a fun little segment that they did during the Kings game right here where they were looking for lookalikes in the crowd, right? (laughs) So right here they're looking for a a Tony Gonsolin lookalike, and there's that guy. He's really really happy. He doesn't look like Tony Gonsolin. He's excited, though. I mean, come on. This this isn't easy to do. This is something that you're doing as a camera operator in a crew in an arena. This guy does not look like Max Muncy, although he's very surprised. He looks excited. See, he was like, whoa, me? Uh, so then they put Jose Altuve up on the board, which elicits booze from the L.A. Kings crowd, understandably so, uh, until they find his lookalike, which happens to be a trash can. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a solid burn right there. This I mean, is pretty well played it might be, by it the might be, it might, This might be an old joke. It might, might be getting old, but I still appreciate that joke a lot. That's a good one. Yeah, it doesn't get old. No, I don't think that joke will ever get old. Do you think the Dodgers, though, themselves are maybe overlooking the Padres just a bit uh, with considering, you know, you said Padres haven't played a home game since 2006, right? This is a team that really quickly changed the perception about their organization and their franchise, right? Yeah. They, They used to be a team that, like, frustrated us as Diamondbacks fans when we lost to them because they would suck. They would have a worse record than we did, yet somehow at times they always seem to have the Diamondbacks number. But now we're talking about a Padres team that has become one of the top spenders in baseball. They do not shy away from going after the big free agents and trading even some of their core players away to get them. And to be honest, right now, I I would be a bit worried if I was the Dodgers with the Padres taking that first game or that second game in L.A. Game three will be interesting. Tony Gonsolin and Blake Snell. Uh, Blake Snell does not pitch particularly deep in games. Mm-hmm. If you look at his postseason track record, he's been kind of a four or five inning sort of a guy. Uh, I know when he was with Tampa, they were very cautious with him there and generally wouldn't let him pitch particularly deep. So 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much length they're able to get out of Blake Snell. Uh, but he does have really good stuff. He has he the kind of stuff that that you know you want in the postseason. In the regular season, Blake Snell was eight and ten with a three three eight ERA. Tony Gonzalez for the Los Angeles Dodgers sixteen and one with a two point one four ERA. Just crazy numbers for Tony Gonzalez. Of course, he was hurt toward the end of the year. But uh, yeah, it's a relatively even matchup on paper. I know Gonzalez has been so good this year. Uh, but this has been by far his his best season in the majors. Blake Snell has been a pretty effective pitcher for quite a while now and has quite a bit of postseason experience. So, uh, yeah, game three should be interesting. And uh, a lot of people have been talking about how loud the crowd is going to be in San Diego, you know, getting to see their team play in, in their home ballpark uh, for the first time in, in 16 years in the postseason. So it's going to be a rowdy, rowdy environment in San Diego. Hopefully they're Padres fans and not Dodgers fans who are, making the trek over to San Diego. We'll have to see how successful the, the Padres are in, in keeping Dodgers fans away. They're too um, busy fighting each other in the bathroom. In that's Dodgers right. <laughs> and then oddly hugging it out after they're fighting each other. I don't get what's going on there. But uh, the Padres bullpen has been very, very good, if you want to talk about bullpen envy. Uh, at one point during uh, the game against the Dodgers, they had not allowed a hit in 30 straight at-bats, uh, and that's the bullpen collectively as a unit. Uh, again, I don't know what that's like, so uh, I don't even want to talk about that. I don't want to make myself any more uh, sad than I already am whenever I bring up the term bullpen or think of the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen situation. Hopefully, we will see them get out of this rut and maybe like ex- not have as good of a bullpen as some of these teams, but maybe, maybe just a bullpen that doesn't lose 40-plus games in a season. So anyway, mm. uh, keep up to date on that because Jesse's going to be keeping his ear to the ground on what the Diamondbacks are going to do or might not do when it comes to their bullpen and other offseason acquisitions. Like Evan Longoria. Like, <laughs> oh, why are we doing this? <laughs> why are we doing this? We're going in the wrong direction. You guys. I wrote an article about the Diamondbacks possibly bringing in Evan Longoria because as we discussed the because other day. Jesse hates us. That's why. No, I literally asked you to. if I should write this article, and, and you I, said I absolutely I should. Him, I so, yeah, so don't don't See, don't give me that is, right now. You're not supposed to reveal. Like, this, this is what I get for <laughs> revealing our text messages on this show. But go ahead. Please. Yeah, so Evan Longoria, and we did talk about this briefly the other day. He mentioned the Diamondbacks is one of three teams that he would be uh, willing to play for in his what would presumably be his last year in the majors. He wants to come back sure. and play one more year. The San Francisco Giants do not plan to pick up his team option for 2023, making him a free agent. Uh, and the Diamondbacks are one of three teams that he mentioned he'd be interested in playing for. One being the Giants, which aren't going to bring him back. So it really reduces that number down to two. The Giants have shown interest in bringing him back on a smaller deal. Yeah, yeah. So I, I still think the Giants might be the most likely outcome here. Uh, the Rays, I there's so much history with Longoria and the Rays. Longoria is arguably the best player in Rays history. That's why the Diamondbacks um, don't make any sense to me. Like I don't understand how we fact. And like, then the Longoria other, the bought a house in sense. Scottsdale yeah, yeah. in 2009. And sense. and from many reports that I've received on Twitter, <laughs> people have apparently seen Evan Longoria around the Scottsdale oh, area, having a, having a good time oh, in Old Town Scottsdale and whatnot. So Scottsdale uh, Madison's, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Scott. 
Scottsdale Madisons. Yeah, he's, I'm sure. I'm sure he, he <laughs> really just fan. wants to play for the Scottsdale Madisons. Is what he wants to do. Make sure uh, if you haven't done so already, you get a membership and read Jesse's wonderful writing over at gophnx.com. If you get an annual membership, we'll hook you up with a free T-shirt like this good boy Cody back here, uh, or whatever shirt you want over at thephnxlocker.com. Or uh, you can get a month-to-month membership and you'll get your first month for just fifty cents, regardless. Of your membership status, you will get members-only access to our Discord, members-only invites to some of our events, and members-only discounts over at the phmxlocker.com. So sign up now. It's a great time to do so with all of this sports content coming up, not only this month, but beyond. Coyotes started yesterday. Congrats uh, to Pack Therapy. Congrats uh, on the loss. Congrats on the loss. Congrats <laughs> One on the One so closer things. to draft day. Let's go. Let's go. Tank season is already here for the Coyotes. But, of course, make sure to sign up before all of these seasons are active. Suns are around the corner. Of course, the Cardinals are in full swing. Uh, I'm trying to abolish Thursday night football, but that's a whole other topic for a different show. Uh, of course, if you're with us right now, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. And leave us a thumbs up for my self-validation. But uh, more importantly, go get yourself some more furniture and make your house look as beautiful as this studio does. Get it ready for hockey season, football season, basketball season, all that with more furniture. You can get down on their fall sale over at morefurniture.com right now. Shout out to them for, again, uh, putting my face up at every one of their locations and telling their employees that I can't buy any more office chairs, whatever. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not, I'm not bitter. Jesse, we, uh, the rafters are undefeated since we went and saw them. I mean, they are, let's just be honest. We're, uh, the rafters, good luck charm. Uh, Jordan Lawler loves to see us out there. He's like, there's my guys, you know, that kind of thing. But, (laughs) uh, he did have a huge hit in the win, uh, comeback victory that they had yesterday a game we really wish we could have been at but instead we were bowling and playing video games and doing you know important work stuff so uh what are your thoughts on the rafters being undefeated now since we visited them jordan lawler had a really big day uh yesterday the the game that we went to as we talked about on on our thursday show uh jordan lawler didn't look great defensively and offensively he was on base three times but it was two walks and a hit by pitch so it's hard to kind of really gauge what is how, how well his, his sure. bat was working. He had a so good eye at the falling. plate. <laughs> he had a good eye. He didn't swing at pitches that were like eight feet out of the Correct. strike zone. Yeah. So good on him. But uh but he actually <laughs> did play very well in the game. Uh yesterday he had a big triple in that game that uh kick started a comeback win for the Salt River Raptors. I think they they won by one run in that game. So uh yeah maybe we maybe we started a little something here, Derek. Maybe the Rafters are going to rattle off a, a few, I'm few saying, in a row. We'll, we'll have to see. I'm saying, uh, and it's just the the excitement about Jordan Lawler. Of course, you know, being a part of this team, it's you, you do temper your expectations a bit when you go see him play. But offensively, he just seems to be such a catalyst for uh, any team he's on. To be honest, and even when he's not doing anything, like Jesse alluded to in the game that we saw him in, when he was not doing much at the plate. He was still on base quite a bit, and he proved to end up being the winning run in yeah. that game as well, right? So, uh, again, his ability to get on base, his ability to do things that you need to do to win ball games, is is uh, important to this team. And I think that he is going to continue to be excellent at that. It's just a matter of seeing his other skills kind of sharpen and come around to a point where he can be an everyday starting shortstop for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I honestly, you know, defensively, obviously, there's still a ways to go, but... I don't feel like he's that far off from from being ready. No, no, you know? he's not. He, I mean, he's sort of he's sort of in a good spot to do what Corbin Carroll did this year, uh, open the year in in Double A, 
and then hopefully have some success there. He did get a taste of double A this season. That's the the one part of his journey this year where his offensive numbers didn't look great, but it was only a few games. Uh, so he'll probably start the year in double A next year. And then if things go well enough there, he could get a promotion to triple A like Corbin Carroll did this year. And then also like Corbin Carroll did this year, he has an opportunity to get called up to the big leagues before the end of, of next season. So um, that would be fun. I mean, if we get if we get Jordan Lawler in the big leagues next year, um, I mean, just the thought of seeing him and Corbin Carroll in the same lineup and some of the other young players the D-backs have, there'd be a lot of excitement in the Valley over, you know, the future of this baseball team and how good they can be with with those guys at, at the core of everything that's going on. And he's going to hit in some pretty good ballparks to make that happen and to make himself look pretty good. Uh, the ballpark factors for minor league uh, baseball were released, and there were some pretty eye-opening numbers when it came to specifically Arizona Diamondbacks minor league affiliates in their ballparks. Uh, in the Texas League, we have the Amarillo Sod Poodles, and in, of course, the Pacific Coast League, we have the Reno Aces. So, Jesse, please enlighten us a little bit about yeah. these ballparks that we've been talking about, uh, not only not believing offensive numbers guys are putting up, but why some of our pitchers might struggle to look half-decent in, in in some of these elevations <laughs> yeah things are things are pretty rough down there uh so if you look at the in the leagues we're going to focus on are the pacific coast league and the texas league uh the pacific coast league is uh where the reno aces of course play and then the texas league is where the beloved amarillo sod poodles play so we're focusing on double a and triple a um their numbers are honestly kind of ridiculous. Uh, so these are league averages for the Pacific Coast League, not talking about where the aces play in particular, but just the league average for the league as a whole. 5.92 runs per nine innings is the average run scoring pace in the Pacific Coast League this okay. year. Um, the average batting line is 266, 351, 453, which sound like great numbers but that's league average sure uh that's how that's how a league average player performed in the pacific coast league this year um i think it's even easier to understand from the pitching side a, an average era in the pacific coast league this year was 5.40 and the average whip was 1.51 uh, normally if you have a pitcher with a 5.40 era and a 1.51 whip you're not particularly impressed with how they That's with how they did. Very true. Um, but in the <laughs> Pacific Coast League, you have to adjust your expectations because that's just average. Um, and then in the Texas League, somewhat similar, the average ERA in the Texas League, where the Double A Amarillo Sod Poodles play a 5.11 ERA, a 1.49 WHIP, uh, 5.71 runs per nine scored there. So relatively similar to what we see in in Triple A. Very very hitter friendly. If you look at the ballparks in particular that the Diamondbacks minor league affiliates are playing at, the one that really stands out is Amarillo, which was <laughs> which graded out. Amarillo literally graded out as the most hitter friendly environment in all of minor league yeah, baseball correct. in the entire thing. Um, <laughs> so the runs scoring factor for Amarillo is 142. So 142 that basically runs. basically means 42 percent um, higher than average. Um, as a as a run scoring environment, there were forty two percent more runs scored in Amarillo than any other uh, environment in baseball than the average run environment in in Double A. What about home runs though? Do home <laughs> runs was was what was really crazy. One hundred and sixty five. So sixty five percent more home runs, and again, that's relative to the Texas League as a whole, which is already a very hitter friendly environment. 
So it's 65% above what is already a very hitter-friendly environment. Um, so yeah, the uh, total run scoring number that they have for Amarillo is 6.90. Um, so that's basically, if you if you take the average number of runs being scored per nine innings across the Texas League and you adjust for these park factors, you get 6.90 as being like an average number of runs scored per nine innings uh, for a game played in Amarillo, which is insane. Like like seven runs is average. average. <laughs> and in, in uh, Reno, it's somewhat similar. That number came out as 6.1. Yeah. Um, so uh, Reno is not uh, significantly higher than average relative to the rest of the Pacific Coast League, um, but still slightly above average for the Pacific Coast League, which still as we already top said. 10% for, yeah. for production, offensive production. Right. So and I, I guess the idea here, or, or my question to you here is, based on what you told us, is this an advantage for the Arizona Diamondbacks or a disadvantage? That's a really hard question to answer. Right, because, um, I mean, obviously what we can understand here is simplifying it, not dumbing it down too much. Yeah. So excuse me. But if we think about it in the context of this is good for hitters, right, gets their confidence up, sure. it gets them on track and things like that, not really super good for pitchers, you know. No. But <laughs> from what we've seen this year, I mean, I'm not saying that guys have struggled, but when you're talking about on the major league roster, we've actually seen the pitchers make a bigger splash and kind of have more, I guess you could say, overall success to an extent. Yeah. And, I mean, some of the hitters, right? Because the hitters like Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, guys that have come up this year, uh, it's not to say that they're struggling. They're doing great. Uh, we've seen Corbin Carroll do great. But it's yeah. like it's almost like a letdown from what we see them do in the minors. Yeah, and, I mean, that's from, very true. From their perspective, I feel like it just increases the difficulty level from what they're used to to major leagues by by quite a bit, right? I mean, yeah, that's a really good question, and, and one that I've sort of tried to answer by asking a whole bunch of people. Um, there's a, a chance that you may see me write a story about this, uh, more of a long form thing at some point over the off season, uh, maybe next year. At some point, I hope to to kind of do a deep dive into this topic because. Yeah, it's a really good question. I don't think there are any other teams in baseball that deal with this to the extent that the Diamondbacks do, both in AA and AAA. Right. Like the doorstep to the big leagues, that's when this is happening. And yeah, for for hitters, I, I feel like it's got to play with your like it's got to play with your mind a little bit. Right. You're you're putting up these monstrous numbers, even even if you're not necessarily hitting that well. Um, maybe it could give you like a false sense of confidence. I don't know exactly how, how guys think about that. Maybe it's like playing MLB, the show on rookie on rookie <laughs> coming here and expecting to play Jesse Friedman, and have a chance against him. Uh, maybe it's not the best idea. I don't know. I, uh, I talked to Corbin Carroll about it and Corbin Carroll basically said that after every game in both double A and triple A, and they probably do this at every level. But he would look at the launch angle and the exit velocity of every ball that he hit that game and he would evaluate like, OK, would this actually have gone out, you know, in a neutral, normal hitting environment? But Corbin Carroll isn't normal when it comes to that stuff. Corbin no, Carroll Corbin is Carroll like, is far from normal. He is far from normal when it comes <laughs> to like studying baseball. That's and being true. A nerd that's about true. It, right? But I didn't just hear that from him. It sounds like that's a pretty regular practice in double A AA and triple A because okay. guys need to understand like. It, am I actually hitting well right now or sure. or is this just a product sure. of the environment that I'm hitting in? And and for some guys, they might find out that they're hitting well genuinely. Like if you hit, you know, a 450 foot home run in Reno, that's not a cheap shot. Like yeah. that's a legitimate home run. So 
uh, I, it requires a, an extra element of kind of studying up and trying to evaluate how well you're really doing. It makes sense. I don't get too proud of myself for beating the computer when I play it on rookie, but that's good. I just it, I just don't get frustrated and angry. And that's a much better <laughs> feeling. So, uh, but I also do that while I take our friends from OG's wonderful edibles and products, and of course my video game playing experiences is wonderful because of it. So, uh, and also so is my sleep because OGs launched their sleep edition gummies and I'm sleeping better than ever. You can too, by grabbing the sleep edition gummy now flavored in Aquaberry. shout out to Aquaman for that. Uh, and of course their two to one THC to CBN ratio is all about flavoring your dreams and not only helping you fall asleep, but stay asleep with that CBN compound. So we highly recommend you check out OGs, not only the sleep edition gummy, but their sativas, their indicas and all their wonderful uh, flavors over at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. And also of course, check out our friends at Four Peaks Brewing Company. I'm enjoying a delicious hot knot IPA right now. Uh, somebody spilled beer in the refrigerator, so it's sticking to the uh, sticking to the, coat, <laughs> the, the the thing a little bit, but that's fine. I'm going to drink it anyway, no matter how sticky the outside of the bottle is. But get yourself some nice, clean new bottles at the local grocery store, whatever your favorite uh, hot knot or whatever your favorite uh, Four Peaks Brewing Company beer is. And also check out their 8th Street Pub, where you can get down on their spooky season haunted brewery tours. Uh, every Monday through Wednesday this October, 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. nightly. Uh, there might vary as we get closer to Halloween, so definitely check out their website. And must be 21 years or older to enjoy their beer. Enjoy their beer We'll be there later today they for the be. Mullet Arena Takeover right. tailgate. That's so right. Go tailgate with our friends by. at ASU. Get 4 p.m. Go to Mullet Arena, by the way. That place is incredible. I don't care what anybody says. I will not stand for any Mullet Arena uh, slander because <laughs> that place is awesome. They're bringing me AAA Lucha uh, later this year, so I'm so excited for that. And, of course, I'm going to buy my tickets on game time the day of, but that's a whole other thing, Jesse. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> I did want to also give a shout-out to our friends over at Mavericks for having us. We had a great time at Mavericks for our all-staff meeting yesterday. We played video games. Uh, I beat a lot of people in bowling. It was a good time. Uh, somehow, somehow Max tried to sneak into our ad read that I lost to Max in bowling. So let's set the record straight. Not only did I beat Max, I beat him high score-wise in one game, and I beat him total accumulated score also. So I think that's a win all the way around, and I'm not going to accept anything else other than that. And I don't like Max trying to throw shade at me in the ad reads, but here he comes in here right now. Max is in here right now. He's over here trying to literally slip into the ad read, uh, me saying that I lost in bowling and that's never gonna happen. Please give this man a microphone. Max, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Derek, how are you? I'm doing good, buddy. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, man. welcome in. It was good to beat you yesterday. Yeah, correction, so you did win. I did win. In oh, the wow. second game. Oh, and you finished dead last oh, in the first game. Yeah. Well, I know. You, did, you didn't mention that part, did no, you? No, I didn't. I just said no. accumulated high score, overall score, all the scoring, <laughs> scores. Like, that's the way that it works in real bowling. But, but. See, but see, you know, cumulatively, you had a you had the highest score of the day out of the two games. For yeah, sure. Correct. Here's the thing, though. In the first game. You bowled in double digits. No, I did not. No, I did not. I bowled 106 in the first game. It was a terrible game, and I still broke 100. Uh, and I am not going to stand for this slander. Cough is Mike Leah. Get him out of here. You're not standing because you're sitting down. Oh, well, you're right. 
this uh, is, I have to deal with this from Jesse, not to deal with it from you. It's all semantics anyway, but I, uh, you had a fun time at Mavericks. So? I had a blast, man. It's incredible. I had a real good time. And more importantly, uh, thank you for setting that up. And thank you to them for having us because it was a wonderful time. My absolute ple- pleasure. Like I always say, whenever we go to Mavericks for bowling, Come for the bowling, stay for Derek doing the absolutely super weird bowling ball dance yeah, from Big Lebowski. That's right. That's right. That was, was really uncomfortable. Was I wish someone had a visual of that because we, we that, that motion do. I just did, I, I just kind of gyrated right yeah, in. Right in, in, in between. In, in, yeah. I am so sorry for that. No one needed to see that. That was I'm great. So, we I saw it. I'm yeah, sorry you, you did. guys didn't. You are so welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you for everything. And a big shout out to Faj, who me and him together collectively uh, killed a bunch of dinosaurs in the Jurassic Park game. Uh, me and Jesse tried to work things out on a machine on aliens. But yeah, you couldn't reload your gun. I couldn't reload my game, and Jesse's <laughs> asking me like, "What are we supposed to shoot?" It's aliens, Jesse. It's aliens. You shoot aliens. I'm pretty sure I accidentally shot you multiple. He did. Times, he definitely but... did. But you know what? Uh, we're throwing shade all over the place. Let's let's get things together. Let's throw shade at who we need to be throwing shade at. Let's let's throw some shade, Leah. <laughs> There's not enough. Uh, there's not enough uh, background noise in this, so I'm gonna. Yeah. Let me put my sunglasses. All right. Sorry, I was too busy. Um, put you know making noises to throw shade. But hey, welcome guys into throwing shade. We're gonna throw some shade right now at Twitter. Yeah, you Twitter, all of you for not knowing the difference between a goose and a duck. Jesse, come on, come on people. Come on, people. Really? You don't know the difference between a deuce, a duck and a goose, <laughs> a deuce and a duck. Come on. Elongated neck, bigger beak. What's wrong with you people? The goose was a goose and a duck is a duck. Jesse, school them on the difference between these yeah, things. Yeah, so so geese are herbivores. First and, of all. Uh, and, and, which is obvious. Obvious. Who doesn't know that? Who doesn't know that? And then ducks are omnivores. Omnivores. So, so they also eat smaller creatures. Right. They right. eat small fish, fish. in, yeah, in particular. Yeah, who doesn't know that? Who doesn't know that? Um, geese live longer. They do. Um, they're larger in they're, general. I mean, you could see that based on the one that landed on the field, but I don't know how people could mistake it. Yeah, for a I duck. don't know how they could possibly do that. Uh, uh, geese also have more neck bones, uh, and that's generally how, like, officially, if you were to try to make sure definitively right. the difference between duck and a goose, you got like a little bird in front of you. You want to know if it's a duck or a goose. That's count, that's count how you would bones. count the neck bones. That's yeah. what you and Jesse do. I believe it's it's if it's seventeen or more, then that's you've right. got a goose. Eighteen. Eighteen. That's okay. right. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. There you go. Uh, so just to give you guys, I mean, I get it. There's a lot of discussion about what is a duck and what is a goose. There was discussion about Dodgers fans, whether the goose was there for them or not. He wasn't. I'm here to tell you that. Uh, and I also like to give you guys a little visual aid. So with Leah's help, I'd yeah, like to show go. you guys uh, the differences here. So we can start out. Uh, Je- should we go? Do we go goose, duck? Do we do duck, goose? What we should we- probably go duck, duck, goose. Don't do that. That's No, don't do that. All right. Let's go duck first. Can we show duck? That's a duck. Okay, that's a duck for reference point. Can we show this is a goose? That's a goose. You they, see, like, they do not look, they don't look alike at all. They don't look alike. <laughs> Jesse was right about the number of neck bones. Can we go another duck? This is a duck. That's a duck. That's a mallard. Yeah, ducks are often colorful, like right. you see here. Right. Uh, then we got the goose uh, looking cute. <laughs> that's excited to that's see an us. Adorable goose. Adorable goose. <laughs> uh, we got more ducks. We got another duck. That's a duck. That's a cute duck oh, right there. Right. Uh, and then we got another goose. And this is that's a goose, right? So look but at then, the neck I mean, bones, Derek. Look at the number of neck bones. I don't understand <laughs> how this is confusing to people on Twitter. Uh, let's go duck again. This is a duck. 
That's that's the organ. That's the organ duck. We got a goose. Uh, that is goose from Maverick, right? That's Top Gun from Goose from Top Gun. Of course, rest in peace. Uh, I might have ruined that movie for you guys if you haven't seen it. Uh, let's go, Duck. Duck again. This is Duck from Mad Men, right? And we got we you got completely more lost me at this. Point. We got go- Goose Gossage. See, that how is the goose not that there for that. the Padres? Look at that man. Oh man, I'm glad we could. I'm glad we could clear that up, Jesse. It's not that complicated. It's really people. not that complicated. It's really not that complicated. I don't understand it. Conspiracy. Hippie says, I have a tattoo of a goose already, but now I need the anti-Dodger goose tattooed on me. Yes. To go right next to your other goose tattoo or like compliment it on opposite arm, whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll make sure that we get your goose tattoo uh, where it needs to go. But uh, of course, we're not taking off these sunglasses because we're still throwing shade. We don't stop throwing shade. That's what we do on this show. But uh, right now, uh, go get your goose education. We are experts in bird law and all bird <laughs> history. So uh, we are your number one source for uh, goose and duck information. Uh, new customers right now uh, to DraftKings Sportsbook, by the way, can get down on our new offer for customers. It's PHNX, uh, and you can get just $200 in free bets by betting $5 on any NFL team to win. Uh, and if they do, you will get that $200 in free bets instantly. Not only that, but they are giving everyone a stepped up same game parlay. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Throwing shade. What's up? What's He's up, got, guys? Hey, you want to yeah, throw some shade at someone's song? goose or duck facts? Do you want to drop on us? Oh, no, I don't. No? What were you here no. for? Gooses are assholes. Yeah, they're yeah, geese are geese assholes. Are yeah. assholes. Gooses? Yeah, gooses. <laughs> I called them, uh, call them gucks and whatever earlier, so it's fine. All right. Bye. 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 Good seeing you. That's all. He's throwing shade. He just happened to have sunglasses around and felt the need to join us, I guess. He's going to get down on the stepped up same game parlays of drafting. I know that because you get it every uh, game day this NFL season. Every leg you add, the more money you can win up to 100% uh, with payouts bigger than ever. Why not put on some sunglasses and win yourself some money over at the DraftKings Sportsbook? It's this simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use our promo code of PHNX. And that's it. Get down, bet $5 on any NFL team to win, and you will get $200 in free bets should they win. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The audacity to stop in on the show without any goose facts to share. No, I know, right? There I should was be, thinking that. I'm there still, should be laws against I'm that. I'm still beside myself with that. Like, he had no goose. Yeah. Well, he did. He said geese are assholes, and that is a fact. He said that, gooses are assholes. Gooses he said gooses. Are gooses. Are gooses. Whatever. Wait, That's what it was. Can yes. I, it's, all, it's still true. He made a mistake, but he's correct on the Can I tell a very quick story? No, please so, do. As long so, as it's goose related. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's got to be duck. Of course. So this goose here, the Canadian goose. Yes. They are everywhere in Canada. They also migrate here in the winter, but everywhere in Canada. Okay, so I was, for those who don't know, I was uh, born and raised in Toronto, and they're they're everywhere. And one time, as a little kid, I went up to one because I said, "Look at that cute goose!" Yeah, this thing attacked me I- full on, <laughs> full on attacked me. I was sobbing hysterically, <laughs> and so yeah, so I have some goose trauma. But yeah. you know, it's Lisa, okay. Le- uh, Leah with goose and uh, and Mac with uh, goats. Mac and yeah, don't get Mac around a go. goat. That's another thing. So that's a surefire way to do that, but. Uh, of course, uh, you know, one thing to do is to buy tickets to a Coyotes game and then maybe bring a goose with you to see if you could scare Leah. I don't know, but uh, the best way to do that. They'll definitely let a goose. Hey, inside. you'll never know. I mean, you your bag better be clear, they have, they have no but metal. your goose is welcome they have as no is. metal in them. You just stick it under your coat and sneak it in. But uh, <laughs> of course, the best way to do that scare Leah is to save up to 60% on those tickets and buy them through game time. It's 
Great for us procrastinators out there. Of course, it's the number one way to buy tickets at the last minute. And you can do so through our link. We appreciate you doing so. Remember, like I said earlier, it's that time of the year. Football, basketball, hockey, everything's back. And you want to see it all. You want to go to that terrible Thursday night football game for the Cardinals next week. It's going to be awful. Neither team's going to score a touchdown. You know it's true. But if you do want to go and you want to watch the Cardinals hopefully snap their home losing streak, you can do so by buying your tickets through game time. And do it last minute. That's the time to do it. Uh, Jesse, thank you for being up to date on your on your geese facts. Yeah, speaking I of, do you know that. do you know the origins of duck duck goose? I don't. Yeah, so it was actually it was brought over from uh, Swedish immigrants apparently who primarily settled in the Midwest of of the good old USA, and uh, apparently I don't it, this the article I read didn't really give me as many details as I, I was honestly I looking for, but that. along the lines of what Leah just told us, apparently if you if you bonk a goose on the head, it, will it is you. it is far more likely to chase you than if you bonk a duck on the head. Hence the way the duck duck goose oh is played. So there you go. That one's for free. What other baseball podcast are you getting this information from? <laughs> None, zero, not a single one. That's why we're top ten in Brazil. Every day, but thank you guys again for joining us. Until then, you can get us on Twitter and ask us whatever goose or ducks facts you want to. Uh, Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Our show is at PHNX underscore Dbacks, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys again for being uh, here with us on your lunch next week. We're actually going to swap to a little bit earlier of a time. Uh, time time slot will be on at 11 a.m. here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. So make sure to join us and then join us for some Arizona Fall League games next week. We'll be out there. Uh, these these are your fall guys. And I mean, the Salt River Rafters obviously need us. So we're going to be out there as much <laughs> as we possibly can. So until then, uh, we thank you guys so much on behalf of Leah, David, uh, this guy, Jesse, the, the, the mayor, vice mayor of Goose Town and myself. We appreciate your guys' time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you know the difference between geese and ducks.